0: Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi, faculty at the University of San Francisco. Our show is hosted in partnership with the CAP Center at UCSB. And today I have a wonderful guest who is uh, in some ways a kindred spirit and in ways I've just learned uh, has has uh, kind of broken my heart a little bit. So Arlene Sanchez Walsh, thanks for joining me. You're not the
1: only person that starts an interview like that, Brad. Just so you know, okay. <laughs> many people, so, many people start with that saying, You're awesome, but I have to tell you, this is really disappointing well,
0: me. <laughs> here's what's going on is, you know, we met on Twitter and you are a diehard Lakers fan like me, generations long. You're an Angelino. So you, you know, from Los Angeles, you went to Cal State LA, which is where my father graduated. And so I saw the anguish on your Twitter feed regarding the Lakers last year and I felt it. And then we sign on to do this interview and behind you is a San Francisco Giants insignia, which is, you know, it's just really hard, especially because Vince Scully just died. Rest in peace, the legend, the greatest of all time, Vince Scully. I've agreed to continue the interview, but you know, I, this was an unexpected turn. In the story i'm not gonna lie
1: i i you know i thank you i thank you for for, for being gracious enough to continue because otherwise it would be over right and and i ex- i explained already that the the dodgers broke my heart when i was 11 and it's hard to come yep. over it's hard to get over that but i see your point i see your point where i, I, I mean- should have been i should have been much more tactful especially on the day of mourning and i truly mean that <laughs> i do i understand because my my husband is upset um yeah, We may have to go to the, the memorial at Dodger Stadium and just lay some flowers down, just like he went yep. with me with Kobe. You know, it's like, hey, yep. you're going to me. We're going to the Staples with Kobe. That's yep. it, right? And I don't care yep. how long we have to stand. We're going to sign the little thing. So I get it. I get it. So thank you again for continuing this
0: interview. <laughs> Well, let me, all all kidding aside, let me introduce folks uh, to you. You are the author of the award-winning book, Latino Pentecostal Identity, Evangelical Faith, Self, and Society. You're somebody who served as a media expert for places like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and uh, On Being with Krista Tippett, which I know many folks listening will will be fans of that show. And uh, currently working on a number of projects related to Latinx uh, communities in the United States. Uh, especially as they relate to Pentecostalism, I know you're actually just beginning to work on the Latinx Latter-day Saint communities, and so that's fascinating. And I hope we can have you back um, to talk about that today. I, I just, I, you know, we we've been talking for some time, and I really want to get into a discussion about uh, Latinx evangelicals, Latinx Christians in general, and Christian nationalism. I pulled up some headlines from from the the 2020 election, and uh, it was a time when I think many in the media finally started well. I, They started in some ways, at least, to notice the kinds of vexing questions surrounding Latinx folks, religious identity, political identity, cultural identity. So the New York Times had a piece, Latino, evangelical, and politically homeless, that uh, kind of made the rounds during the election. There's a piece from the Daily Beast. Here's what's behind Trump's surprising Latino support in Arizona. And, uh, you know, talking there about what was going on with uh, various religious communities. And then Christianity Today. Talks about Latino evangelicals narrowly favor Trump and the kinds of support that Latino or Latinx evangelicals had for Trump in 2016 or 15 and also 2020. So, uh, I guess the first question would be about Pentecostalism and charismatic traditions. And I think that there's a lot of Latinx Christians in this country who are part of those traditions and who are in some ways supporters of Trump, of MAGA Nation of conservative po- politicians in Arizona or in California. So what is the the brief history there of, of Latinx people in this country converting to uh, forms of charismatic Christianity?
1: Latinx folks have been converting to some form of Protestantism since the middle of the 19th century. Mostly Texas, borderlands, Methodists, Baptists, Presbyterians, your classical mainline groups. Uh, You don't get the growth into the Pentecostal holiness kind of movements until the late 19th, early 20th century. But you have to think of it this way. Pentecostals have been sowing in that harvest or whatever that's called. I'm mixing that metaphor, so don't tell me (laughs) that right? Since 1906, right? It's over 100 years. So there have been conversions to Pentecostalism from Latinx communities along the borderlands, especially on the East Coast as well, but mostly borderlands. For over a hundred years, so you have some folks in the Assemblies of God, for example, four or five generations. So they've already established themselves in these churches in these denominations for many, many generations. So it's kind of like a uh, a non like a no brainer to say yeah. when this new political movement comes along. And I'm not sure you, you know you you know this better than I do that it it's so new. I think it's got different clothes. Okay, and so when this new kind of clothing comes along and says, "By the way, I have put everything together. If you follow me, all your dreams will be, uh, you know, the the skies are open for you." And I think that's part of it. Part of it is they, Latinx Pentecostals finally see in Trump and in that movement in the MAGA movement, someone who they can finally kind of slough off the piety thing, right? It says, "Oh." good, you know, because we've been holding on to that for way too long, right? We know that we live in a sinful, broken world. So, you know, what's the big deal? It's just one more step. It's one more step to the strong man, the man who's going to take us back to what we've been promised for years, for decades, and he's going to deliver. So we're just going to hold our nose because he claims to be able to do it because only a guy like that with no scruples, can do it.
0: Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month